This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're all in. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Hook em up is right. It's a Wednesday up over the hump. That's where we're going to drag in, get you to. And the other side of that will be football season officially here. I know high schoolers already got it going last weekend, and there was a smattering of appetizer college football games, but uh, it all comes at you full force tomorrow night, all the way through your Labor Day Sunday with that head-to-head showdown, top 10 matchup, Florida State and LSU. Good games in the uh, Big 12 as well. We'll begin to really drill down, including the Longhorns game with the Rice Owls. NFL, not till the following week. Once we get to next Thursday, Rod, eight days from now, then it's the full Monty. Oh, yeah. Then it's high school, college, and pro, mm. and baseball pennant races into the uh, end of September, and it's going to be a great one in the AL West. Oh, yeah, man. Ryder Cup's around the corner in golf. We've got that team mentioned. We'll go to at the, we'll go, uh, we'll hit the turn coming up the bottom of the hour. Sportsgasm. The that's what, that's what we used to you call it. What you call it? I like that. Sportsgasm. Yeah, it is. There's like so much sports going on that it can bring you to a potential climax. Yeah, well, yeah. there was a part times this <laughs> summer where it was a desert. It was a heat gasm, <laughs> and it was brutal. I don't know if that's how I would describe it. <laughs> it was so hot, and then there was nothing on. Oh yeah, there's a writer's strike going on, oh, so there's yeah. no new television. Mm, that's that's a but bad we know, combo. We know that sports is the, the ultimate greatest reality TV. Damn show. right it is. We don't know what's going to happen when it starts, and that's what we love about it. Uh, all right, Rod. So uh, we do know that we talked to Bobby Burton last hour, and, and long, happy birthday, Bobby, uh, on Again. a birthday, yes, and uh, talked about some new things we're doing together with the folks at Inside Texas. You know, we are your home for. Uh, morning sports conversation and sports conversation in the ATX on the radio mm-hmm. dial and, of course, on our digital streaming app. Inside Texas, your home for online access to all things Texas football and really great, great to be working with them. And we'll tell you it's more. Gonna be exciting. And you're going to be doing that post-game show with Bobby. I'm doing an in-game watch event every game oh. for the long ones, all 12 of them, maybe 13. So it'll be basically E. Hogan and Friends. Yeah. Like uh, and I'm just the, kind of the anchor, yeah, which yeah. You know, we could, that could be a good thing or a bad, right? Anchors, you know. <laughs> Weight things down. It's gonna be a great thing. It's gonna be a great thing. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna fly by. I think you're gonna you're gonna kill it. Uh, well, we're excited, and uh, it's it's something you and I did during COVID when we couldn't go to games and we had people watching with us. And uh, we know the Manning cast has taken off since then. Yeah, and, it's uh, an idea. He said some other universities are, are doing it too. He said, "Did he say Florida was?" Uh, well, a there's university? so many Longhorn yeah. fans coast to coast and around the world that are passionately and intently watching the game. They're not at the stadium. And they want uh, inside the analysis, behind the scenes, talk about it. And, and they, they want community. And they want community. They want community. They want, to, they want to watch it with other fans who are passionate about the Longhorn brand like they are. Right. And, well, and, and look, going and to games together. is expensive. And now you, know, you go out to sports bars or whatnot and watch the game with your buddies. Or yeah. you can just you know, sit in your, your man cave, fire up your computer, and, and be yeah. commu- communal. 
Yep, and we can still have these social. We can have we can socialize and talk about other stuff and talk about the game. And I think it's, it's actually going to be a really fun idea. I remember it during COVID, and actually we had a lot of fun. Had yeah. way more fun than we thought we were going to have. Yeah, Just, and it, <laughs> and we did it, it was a good time. So I feel comfortable doing that. So that'll be coming. And again, we'll get you details on how to do that and uh, watch along with us. And nice. certainly join us for for our pregame and listen to our pregame show on Saturday. We'll be on noon oh, to two. Yeah, bringing it live, talking Texas and Rice. That'll be noon to two. And uh, we'll be we'll be there. And I want to remind you that, uh, of course, that's out at the Mockingbird Saloon, Ron. Mockingbird yeah. Saloon. Going to be out there in two hours. Guadalupe. Two hours before the game? Yep. Uh, two hours before the game. Noon to two this week, and then we'll cut it off. Game will kick at 2.30. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we'll do our two-hour pregame every week before Texas games, either road or home, which we're excited about bringing you. And, yes, uh, we still need your help because, in a, you know, the digital app is awesome. Uh, but we know the 1019 signal is not the greatest. We understand that. We understand mm. your frustration. Sometimes you just want to turn on the radio, and there's your favorite station. We get it. And show. Uh, so we are efforting to move that signal because, yes, that is a signal that is in, in uh, Williamson County. We'd like to be able to, to get it uh, upgraded. We need your help with the FCC with that. And, Ty, you can give them the details again. T. Henderson at hornfm.com is the email. T. Henderson, Ty's email, at hornfm.com. What is it you're looking for from our great audience? Uh, if If you're... If you're having trouble listening to us, just include the 1019 FM signal in your complaint and include a specific address of where you're located. And once again, nobody will contact you. The FCC just needs uh, that address to map out where people are having trouble uh, hearing the frequency. Consider it like a petition. And the more the more people we have mm-hmm. that are complaining about it and, and sounding the alarm, exactly. the more weight we pull with the FCC to get things done quicker. And uh, say, hey, look, man, we got all these people clamoring to hear it, and uh, it's, it's our signal. We just want your help a little bit here. Help us out. There you and, go. And uh, that's the way that works. And we all understand how government bureaucracy can be. And obviously, if we, we're giving us your address, no one's going to be, you know, hitting you with spam, and no one's going to be good no. using that address. We respect we you too much it. for that. It's, it's part of the requirements yeah. from the FCC, so it's not just. You know, average, just like if you fill out a petition, you've got to leave some email and information and stuff like that so they know it's legit. That's what it's about. So thanks. Help with that. T. Henderson at hornfm.com. T. Henderson at hornfm.com. So that's some breaking news. Help us out. And thank you to Bobby Burton and happy birthday to Bobby Burton. Oh, man. You said him and his wife have the same birthday? Yes, and wife got, my wife has a birthday today. Wow. And we, yeah, we celebrated last night out at the uh, Lionel Richie concert. You going that's to dinner tonight? Going to what? Dinner? No. No, I got a <laughs> no. My nah, birthday was last night. Oh, you know, the she, bur- doesn't, she doesn't do birthday week. No, uh, not that's really. True. A lot of ladies like to celebrate. They like to drag it out. No, not I, really. I do that too, kind of. Do you to really? You're a birthday week guy. I like to have a fun time on my birthday. Hey, at some point, See? she got she got three grown children. At some point, her children have to step up and do some birthday stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's we did do dinner last night. Point. We did a concert. Yeah, and it's kids' turn. They got to take over that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's their responsibility now. Because now they're like they're like adults now. Right, they're adults. They they they're married too. Yeah, you gotta gotta step that up. Those throw a surprise party for mom. Dad can help. Dad can help. But y'all need to help. take it over. No, I'm kidding. No, we no we're not. We we did we did it last night. That became the did birthday. it big big time. Hey, uh, this is a very very fair question for Austin, Texas, and Central Texas, in a great state right now. How the hell am I gonna listen to you guys and Dove Hunt on Friday? Well, I mean, these are problems. <laughs> Put in some AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. Boom, can you dove hunt and, and stay locked in on the, the birds oh, while dove, you're you're listening to this program? Dove hunting is all about drinking beer and being out there and doing whatever you want. You can listen to music and stuff while you dove hunt. It's not like being in the deer blind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You, can, okay. you can put it on speaker. We, well, every year, well, I know that. annually, I we go. do get the dove hunters who are listening to our show while they're shooting their shotguns. You know what I'm saying? 
It's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> Shoot them straight. Uh, You're just waiting for them to fly over. That does open on Friday, correct? Uh, that is the first day. Am I correct about that, uh, T.Y.? Of Dev Honey? I, is it? I, th- I think so. I don't well, know. Because today I'm, I'm a, is the 30th. Tomorrow I'm not an yeah, enthusiast, Friday. so I don't know. Friday's the first. I'm sure the spec sex line is going to tell you, tell you in a second. They'll yeah, let no. you know. Yeah, Friday's the first, so that would be the first day opening of Dove season. That is correct. Okay. And so uh, whether you're doing it on Friday early with us, just lock it in on the Horn app, put in your ear pods, and uh, shoot some birds. Come on, man. <laughs> shoot some birds. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I guess, Ty, Ty, you've been dove hunting a lot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. There's a lot of good spots in the central Texas area. Nice. Not I like far that. too far out. Even by uh, Creedmoor out by the dump. Oh my God. That's my spot out my there. My guy Dale on the text line says, hey, it's been a yearly tradition for us to listen to E uh, every September 1st while we're shooting birds. So now, Rod, you get to be a part of that. I like it. I'm glad I'm part of the tradition. Yeah, man. It. Yeah, it cranks up. And wait till we get to deer season. That gets even better. Then the deer blind. Oh, then you got to be quiet. A little different animal. Yeah, yeah, that's a. That's that, you, be quiet. A, it takes a certain type of person to crack a beer in the deer blind at like 5 a.m. <laughs> but are oh, you that type of person? Every t- oh yeah, it's <laughs> ice cold. He's basically saying I'm special. He's, no, it's su- yeah. super quiet. It's here. <laughs> that's the other sound. Oh, that's a part, right? You can't crack it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, I, I like deer hunting, but it's it's a little it's more fun being in a field with your buddies and you're able to talk than sitting in a deer blind for hours cold. I can sense that I didn't like to sit and be quiet. I know. I can't do this. How long how many hours are we talking about? Four, five hours? How, I mean, depending on when you get out how long how patient you are, you can get your limit. You get your limit. About eighty percent of the time you're sitting there and you're not gonna shoot anything anyways. And you're just sitting there for hours at a time, just yep. waiting and chilling. Love the game. Man, I know. I can't. I can't do anything really for like more than like four, five hours. Like I don't even sleep that long. Fishing? Like, you can't do fishing. No fishing. No golfing. Oh, like I can't I think golf. of anything in my life that other other, other than sleeping, because which I have to do. I can't think of anything in my life that I'd want to do for like five hours. Some people golf for four, five hours. I would. I don't even want to have sex for that long. Like I don't want to. I don't want to do anything in what, my you life. Sting now. I don't want, there's no, think about it, there's nothing in my life Tantric I want to do sting? for five or six hours. Like who? That's not pleasurable anymore, huh? Watch football. I don't want to do it for five or six hours. I can't do it straight like that. I don't. I actually don't. I take breaks. I take breaks from game to game. I'll watch a game and I take a break and go do something else, and then I'll come back when the DVR has it, like after the first quarter. And I will. My hands up on our Twitch channel and YouTube channel. I have spent. uh, I can't count the number of days it's been from noon until ten thirty on a Sunday night. Just watching football. Yeah, well, different on Saturdays because we're always working, right? So it's game day for the Longhorns, and we got responsibilities. So I can't. Unfortunately, I can't just sit and veg out and watch college football that often. But pro football on Sunday, the one day off, I'll just. Wow. I'll post up, man. I got just the noon games. Hours? I got the three thirty games. I, I, I take a, I watch a TV show or something. I'm gonna walk around between the three thirty yeah. games and the, the <laughs> seven thirty Carrie Underwood kickoff. I got, I got, I got to change it up. I can't just watch it straight out there. Maybe that's just me being, you know, ADD. I don't know. Hey, can we get to the headlines here? We're a little late, but we're talking uh, Station Bennis and uh, birthdays Bennis. and uh, it's football. Gosh, man, the football season's here. Let's get to the headlines. Start with college football, now T-minus three days. The start of the uh, Longhorn football season, uh, 2023 year. The 11th-ranked Horns continue their game week prep for the Rice Owls on Saturday afternoon at 2.30 at DKR. Rod is going to have a deep dive on the Owls coming up here in our Behind the Burn Orange Curtain segment. Elsewhere in college football, big news yesterday in Columbus. Ohio State coach Ryan Day said after a long training camp battle that Kyle McCord will be the team's starting quarterback. He's a junior veteran on the team, and he'll be the starter against Indiana on Saturday. They have a conference game to start their season. Day was clear, though, that the redshirt freshman Devin Brown had a great camp and has earned the right to play, so both QBs will see the field on Saturday. NFL cut down day around the league, and all 32 teams pairing their rosters back to 53. 
in Indianapolis. Colts unable to complete a trade for all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor, so he will begin the season on the PUP list. He'll be uh, out for the first four games of the season. Cowboys, um, no major cuts of surprise yesterday. They did make a trade. They shipped their cornerback, Kev- Kelvin Joseph, to Miami for a cornerback himself, Noah Igbignogny. I can say it. Uh, he was a first-round draft pick. Igbignogny was back in uh, 2020. Pick number 30 out of Auburn, so they trade uh, cornerbacks looking for a change of scenery. Uh, of course, back on Friday, the Cowboys acquired another former first-round pick with a trade of quarterback Trey Lance for the third over. He was the third overall pick in 2021. He arrived in Dallas on Tuesday, connected with Dak Prescott for the first time. Said he's looking forward to learning everything he can from the Cowboys' starting quarterback. Dak himself offered his opinion uh, on the acquisition of Trey Lance. That's a first-round talent, um, and uh, you're always trying to make your team better. Um, but that, that's that was. The front office, so we're going to welcome him as we do any teammate, um, and uh, hope he just he makes us better, and then we're going to continue to get back at it. And know we've got one goal as a team. Major League Baseball, 30 games to go in the regular season. Flat-footed three-way tie atop the American League West. Astros Rangers both gained a game on Seattle. <laughs> Houston thumped Boston 6-2 at Fenway Park. Rangers made it back-to-back wins in New York. They beat the Mets 2-1. And then the uh, lowly Oakland A's did the uh, Rangers and Astros a favor, tripped up the Mariners 3-1. So we're sitting three-way tie right now. Houston and Seattle will play this afternoon. Rangers will wrap up their series in New York with the Mets tonight. Round Rock continues their hot streak. They open their series in Oklahoma City with a 10-9 win. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and fastest repair turnaround times in town. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Igbenagani. 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 I can, I can, I can say it. Oh, no, you I'm, can see you, you say it. You it's say it. When I see it on my, my screen. Your mind's playing tricks on it. Yeah, it does. Trust me. I've, I've been looking at it, but Igbenagani is the, uh, the newest I Dallas even tried Cowboy. to spell it out, uh, you know, phonetically. Yeah, and I still can't say it when I see it. It just it, it my, actually my brain does goes crazy. Even when you look at it, it does actually. It sounds like it looks to me. because it's Igbenagani. The Gani is G H E N E. Surprise on that move, Rod Corner for corner. No, well, y- yes, initially on the surface, but when you dive deeper into it, it does make a lot of sense. The Cowboys now have 13 former first-round draft picks on their team. Six of those were drafted by other <laughs> teams. So they do like these high-upside prospects who may have had a really high uh, grade on dra- their draft board, who may have underachieved with another team, and they believe, hey, you know what, this is a reclamation project. We can rehabilitate well, this skill set. Some of those names are Malik Hooker. Dante Fowler, a good job. Yeah. Cooks. Yes. So, so you're talking about impact players Stephon for the Cowboys. Gilmore. Yeah, these are going to be impact players for the Cowboys. But I think this is another way the Cowboys is like, they probably were thinking this guy was high on our draft board. Uh, they they tried to move Kelvin Joseph around. Remember, they moved him from corner to nickel, then moved him to safety. He actually had his best preseason that he's had as a Cowboy. Probably the best string of games this past preseason that he's ever had as a Cowboy. Um, and then they decide to, to move him. And I think it's because they potentially believe a change of scenery could best rehabilitate the skill set for him and also for Igbenogany um, right. as well. All right, so real quick, can I, uh, before we get to this timeout and you go behind the burn orange curtain, I wanted to yes, play sir. some of this. So we, let's, let's walk through the Trey Lance conversation. Okay. Can we hear from Trey Lance on getting in the building? Like he showed up, we mentioned, you heard Dak Prescott. Here's Trey Lance on uh, on showing up in Dallas, and he's third string quarterback, just like he was going to be in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. His uh, his depth chart status doesn't change, but here's uh, Trey Lance, happy to be a Cowboy. I uh, got in a few days ago, 
Uh, definitely been, you know, a little bit of, of a whirlwind, um, but uh, it's, it's been awesome. Finally, you know, now these these last couple of days, getting to know the guys, um, guys being in the, being in the building. I know it's been, you know, a, a tough couple of days um, these last two days with, with everything that goes on, you know, in this league. But uh, yeah, just for me, it's been uh, trying to learn as much as I possibly can, trying to spend as much time with with our coaching staff as I possibly can, and and obviously learning from from Dak and Cooper as much as I can. All right, so there's mm-hmm. Trey Lance saying the right things. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a team guy, just like Dak said. Well, here we go. So it's funny that in this situation, Rod, both organizations are taking criticism for the move uh, from national pundits oh, and from San football insiders. San Fran's getting killed. Well, let's hear I <laughs> want to play this be, for you. Yeah. Here's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is not in San Fran anymore. Jimmy. He was jettisoned for Trey Lance, right? Remember, they were going to build the offense around Trey Lance, and Jimmy G mm. was out, and then Trey Lance got hurt, and they had to bring Jimmy G back in. Oh, yeah. And then Brock Purdy took his job, and now mm-hmm. he's a Vegas Raider. Man, that seems like Jimmy G was in the Super Bowl like three years ago. I know. <laughs> well, listen to Jimmy G. He, he, he uh, you know, he's not taking shots, but under his breath, taking shots at the 49ers for their handling of all of this whole quarterback situation that now has Brock Purdy as their starter and Sam Darnold as their backup. Here is uh, Jimmy G doing an interview, a little bit of a podcast. What did you make of the, the Trey Lance trade to Dallas? Weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco, just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. How do you think San Francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations? How do you think they've handled them? <laughs> I think it's been messy. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, how do you think they've handled how do you Rod? say it without saying it? How do you really feel, Jimmy G? That's not a classy way for Jimmy G to say. Listen, and the truth is, I think John Lynch and Kyle Shannon are owning the fact that they have screwed up and they lucked into Brock <laughs> Purdy. Yes, and but but that is, I've been trying to tell Cowboys fans this forever. That is part of the quarterback. Your quarterback, uh, like evaluation and your quarterback acquisition as a franchise, you have to include luck as one of those variables. That's why you draft more of them. You, exactly. That's why you fact you factor in the, the lottery. Fact, you said it. Yeah, you factor in the fact that you're gonna miss. You're gonna whiff. No That's matter why how you recruit as many quarterbacks how, exactly, as you can. No matter how high you draft them. No matter how low you draft them. That your evaluation is probably gonna be off. It is not. It's an inexact science. They want to turn it into a science, something you can replicate, and there will be a formula and a science scientific method that you can apply to it. It ain't. It's actually more of an art than it is a science. And the truth is, art can be a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. can look a lot of different look, look a lot and, of different ways. And in the in, in the Trey Lance case, injuries played a big role in it, right? I mean Jimmy also G something you can't predict. And Jimmy That's G too. Right when they acquired Jimmy G to be their starter there originally, he couldn't stay healthy, right? <laughs> the best ability is dependability. Exactly. And so they moved on to Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't play sixteen games and be healthy. And then Trey Lance couldn't get on the field because he broke his finger in year one. He blew out his ankle in year two, and now he's a cowboy. It's, um, it's, it's like I said, so much of it is actually luck, and and the 49ers are very lucky right now. But look, the Philadelphia Eagles have experienced this too in your same damn division. They whiffed on Carson Wentz, and I was like, that was a dumb draft pick. That was idiotic. That was, was an like, amazing story. He went from MVP candidate playing to his extreme level to gone. To gone. And by the way, them drafting Jalen Hurts behind him was part of what started his insecurity as a quarterback, and now psychologically he can't get out of his own head. Now he's not on a team. Because he can't. he's not a competitor. He's like, no, I just need – can you guarantee me the starting quarterback job? And if I got that, I'm okay. But he didn't want to compete and earn the job. Right. And they brought in an alpha male like Jalen Hurts was like – I, I compete and earn every damn thing. That's all I do. Yeah. And he earned the respect of the locker room, and then everybody's looking at Carson Wentz sideways, and then you got big blank Nick Foles, who's a Super Bowl MVP, but that's also another guy they drafted. 
Yeah. And then brought back. Guys, it's half of this luck. None of these teams, none of them know what the hell they're doing when it comes to quarterback. As the great, late, great Bill Wall said, very few people can coach the quarterback position. Even fewer can evaluate the quarterback position. It's, it's truer now than ever before. Mm-hmm. So in order to make sure that you, 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 you take into account that margin for error that you're going to have, which could be a Grand Canyon-sized margin for error, you, dra- you draft more quarterbacks. No. And you assume you're going to screw it up. Last piece of sound. Because as the Niners are taking heat, but they're kind of smiling all the way to the Brock Purdy bank, feeling exactly. pretty good about their quarterback situation, and they'll take the heat. Cowboys have Dak Prescott under a big contract. He's their starting quarterback. They've empowered him this year to have more control of the offense. They've uh, given Mike McCarthy play-calling duties. Now, you could say that's empowering them, but others would say Jimmy jo- or Jerry Jones has put them on alert. That Okay, guys, but the defense is elite. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're in the playoff game we need to win in the divisional round, and our offense is not good enough. It's on you guys to fix it. Kellen Moore is no longer an excuse. He's not here anymore. And so through all that offseason of rhetoric about empowerment for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, the week before the season starts, they acquire Trey Lance mm-hmm. to add this to the mix. Now, we've had our opinion on it. You have your opinion on it out there. Here was a conversation on ESPN yesterday, Lewis Riddick, Dan Orlovsky, uh, they're, they're NFL guys talking about, uh, you know, pull my other leg if you're telling me this isn't Jerry Jones trying to send some messages uh, to Dak Prescott. The fact that not only did they make the trade, but they didn't consult Dak at all, didn't tell him it was coming until he heard about it, nor did they consult Mike McCarthy uh, when they hmm. made this move. Didn't bring him in. He's in charge of the quarterback room. Hey, you think it's a good idea? What do you think of Will Greer? Uh, what do we think of this? Uh, they just made the move from the front office side, and you heard Dak Prescott just say it. That's the front office decision. They made that move, but he's a team player of ours, and we're going to support him. Well, here is our, uh, the, the, NFL, the NFL inside the NFL roundtable talking about uh, the Jerry Jones factor in this. But there's no way you can tell me Jerry didn't know what he was doing when he didn't tell his franchise quarterback and his head coach, we're acquiring a guy who is very highly thought of at the most important position of the team when our franchise, our own franchise quarterback is coming off of a year in which Dan just articulated. And, and, there's no way you're not going to tell me that's not, that's not calculated and he didn't do it for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but something tells me it's to say, hey, look, man, Let's go. All right, there you go. There's, mm-hmm. And that went on. And, uh, you know, you also had Mike Tannenbaum, the former Jets GM, as part of that panel. And he said, man, if I was Mike McCarthy, I'd be a little bit concerned that I wasn't consulting on this. Like, I'm the head coach. I'm the play caller. I'm in charge of the quarterback room. Maybe he wanted to keep Will Greer, right? Maybe he would have lobbied and said, no, we got this Will Greer. That's true. Because Will Greer is now signed with Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the quarterback guy, so, yeah, you'd have thought your expertise. You might have called him, at least brought him into the conversation. You might have disagreed with him. But as you said with Bill Walsh, when he consulted all of his football people and they didn't, they voted against acquiring Steve Young, and Bill Walsh did it anyway. That's the the boss can do that. You can inquire, but you still include them in the conversation. Uh, McCarthy's got to be thinking he's going to say the right things publicly, Rod. But you got to know behind the scenes, like really, like we've been something like I'm, we're the I'm the man, I'm the coach, I'm the coordinator. I didn't even get a call. Yeah, um, if he if he had let Dak know, that would have been a courtesy. Uh, you could argue that it's probably just professional, just professional, professionally, I should say. It's a good idea just to get the counsel, seek the counsel, just the opinion. You ain't got to heed the advice, but just the opinion of the football experts around you yeah. before you make that kind of decision. But he made it. And you know what? I, I said, I actually support the move. I thought it was a good move to bring Trey Lance in. I think there are way more positives than negatives Agreed. about bringing Trey Agreed. Lance in. I agree, but there's a protocol to do it. 
and you bring in your coach and you say, hey, okay, we, okay you want to keep Will Greer, but we're making this move anyhow. We think he's too good uh, to pass up in this spot. We're going to give up a pick to mm-hmm. get him. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm thinking – they say they value my opinion on things. Do they value my opinion on things? Did they talk to Dan Quinn is what I need to know. Oh, did, that's did, right. Jerry, did Jerry Jones hit up Dan Quinn and say, Dan Quinn, what you think about that's bringing the, in Trey uh, That's the Reddit deep dive. Mm-hmm. Did Dan yeah. Quinn get a phone call? Did Micah Parsons get a call? Did, Mike, <laughs> did Micah Parsons get that call? Not Dak, not Mike McCarthy, but you're, Dan see, Quinn you're, and you're, Micah Parsons. <laughs> you're playing the Showtime Lakers controversy. <laughs> exactly. Pat Riley is Dan Quinn. Hey, Micah Parsons is Magic Johnson. What did what did Jerry Joe say when uh, Brandon Cooks took him up in that plane? What was the quote? You took Mike up. We don't care about the other people on the plane or you. You took up the most important player uh, on the team. You took yeah. up our guy, our Zach guy. Martin. You can't have that money. It's Micah's money. That's Micah. Micah's got your money, man. Hey, we'll come back. So this says Jerry knows what championships quarterbacks look like. Well, we'll see. Jerry mm-hmm. hasn't sniffed a championship in twenty five years, and I think it's moves like this. Not the not the acquisition of the mm-hmm. player, but the the protocol in which he did it, which undercuts his coach's authority and may undercut his quarterback's trust in the organization. We'll see. Time will tell. That's why we play the games, and the talking season is almost over. Coming back, we're going to do more talking behind the burn orange curtain. Rod's got some thoughts. He watched three Rice games yesterday from last year on film. What are they bringing to the table on Saturday? Rod will tell you next. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260 The Horn When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Interesting text on the uh, Specs text line. Says, I think it's clear the Cowboys, if they don't make the NFC Championship game, Jerry moves on from McCarthy and maybe even Dak. Which, Ooh. again, I think that's uh, that's a bold statement. But at the same time, this move would indicate that, you know, whether he's going to do that or not, at least he has a plan. Because yeah. Cooper Rush is not plan B. No. 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 And, I, and I think I think the Mike McCarthy thing is – actually more likely than the Dak thing because it's tough to move on from a franchise quarterback unless you already got a plan and maybe that's the Trey Lance plan as to the Texas point but the Mike McCarthy thing I think that we've been seeing signs of Jerry Jones inching toward Dan Quinn as you know his replacement for Mike McCarthy because the defense is taking over the identity of the team his favorite player on the team now is on defense he's going to make Michael Parsons the highest paid defender in the history of the NFL probably the highest paid none quarterback actually in the history of the NFL Dan Quinn's made that defense a top five defense in the two years he's been there um honestly I, I think that and that right now the Cowboys are closer to being a, a defense that can be an elite defense, that can be a Super Bowl contender for that reason, rather than being a Super Bowl contender because of your elite quarterback play, which they are not. That's not Correct. That's not going to happen. And if, if that all happens and Dan Quinn is the new head coach and you do have to move on from Dak, you decide you do because the ceiling is just there, then you at least have an option in mm-hmm. Trey Lance. It may not be the only option. 
Yeah. Right? There might be other free agent quarterbacks on the market. There might be other ways to go. But at the same time, you now have the rights to Trey Lance, who as a developmental player could be a, 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 com- a competitor for that that next that next spot. Now, again, I'm not saying Jerry Jones wants this right now. I'm not saying he would like to see yeah. this flourish under Dan Quinn's defense, Mike McCarthy's offense, Dak, Dak Prescott gets mm-hmm. back to being the quarterback that doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, and they actually take That's that uh, next step. But yeah. if you don't, you know, this would be some foresight on Jerry Jones. We don't say a lot about, but uh, and Stephen Jones that they have at least a plan B uh, if they do get to that the conclusion. Uh, all right, Rod, can we get behind the burn orange curtain? Because a lot of Cowboys chatter based on Let's that. Do it. But it's all Longhorns all the time from here on out because the Horns are three days out to the starter with uh, Rice. Let's hit the curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question: What is behind? All right, now, I actually went and watched mostly the Rice offense in three different games. I watched the Louisiana Tech game. I watched that USC game uh, they had from last year in their bowl game against Southern Miss. One thing that I was actually a little surprised about was how often they decided to throw the football in some of these games. They threw it 39 times versus Southern Miss. Um, and only ran it 31 times. You're like, oh, maybe they were losing. They lost that game, I think, 38 to 24. But in the fourth quarter, like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, they're only down by one score. So, and, and, and they, uh, Frank Gore's was it Frank Gore's son um, that plays with Southern Miss? Yes. Yeah, he just ran all over. Quarterback, it, running back, he doesn't. Yeah, all. yeah, he was playing wild. I mean, he just ran all over. And he just can't basically. He pulled away <laughs> literally and figuratively toward the end of the game. But they threw it a lot. And I went back to look at some of the other matchups. You go look at their game versus UTSA. Now they got whipped like they stole something and just could not run the ball. Uh, they threw it forty-two times in that matchup. Uh, I went and looked at that um, matchup that they had uh, versus. Uh, you go look at it versus Southern Miss. Um, they also end up throwing the football more than I thought they would versus Southern Miss and, and La Tech. At UTEP, they threw it 31 times. Basically, what I, I came away with the belief, and I uh, usually go into these game planning weeks as if I was doing the game planning myself. I'm self-scouting. I'm reverse engineering Texas's game plans. How would I attack Texas with the strengths of the opposing team and the weaknesses that Texas has? And I think – if you are looking at it from that standpoint, the strength of Rice right now is their passing game. You just signed the highest-rated signee in history of the program, and JT Daniels, a five-star. They never really get those at the quarterback position. Your best weapon on offense is Luke McCaffrey, former quarterback, by the way, who is your best weapon on offense after you had some departures on offense. And last year, you were 65th in the country in passing yards per game. Um, that's the best passing offense for Rice since 2008. And the Rice passing game in 2021 was their best passing offense since 2016. And that was uh, Tui Asasoka first year as offensive coordinator. I'm not saying they're going to come out and throw it vertically down the field. No, that would be stupid. They don't have the athletes for that. But they also don't have the, the, the hogs in the trenches to match up with Texas and play bully ball and push Texas around in the run game. Texas' strength, like shown defense, was their rush, rush defense. They were 23rd in all of college football in yards per rush allowed at around 3.4 yards per rush allowed. And you go look at rushing yards per game allowed, they're around 33rd in the country. So Texas' rush defense is really stout. Uh, where they suffered last year was their pass defense, 90th in pass defense, 100th in completion percentage. There are ways for you to move the football against Texas throwing the ball. And I think early on with Rice, with JT Downs coming in, 
and this is my prediction, I think you're going to see them throw the ball to open up the run with extensions of the running game, essentially, with the pass. We're talking about hitches and slants and the quick game, screen game, bootlegs, rollouts, waggles, things that can move the pocket away from the pass rush for Texas. But in the RPO game, which is the combination of quick game and run game, to me it would just be imbecilic. To just go into this game, and maybe you want to wave the white flag to go into this game and just run the football against Texas and that stout rush defense when you can throw it a little bit more and throw to open up the run and force Texas to kind of uh, be on their heels just a little bit. Because I think Texas is going to play them man to man. Why wouldn't you? It's Rice. <laughs> why would you? You know, why would you have to build in fail safe defensively against Rice? I think they can kind of. They'll try to use Texas' arrogant game plan against them, which is they'll just play man to man most of the time, and they'll probably try to bracket Luke McCaffrey because he lives in the slot. That's a big part of it too. You got to take that guy away. Uh, they had Bradley Rosner on the on the. He was on the roster last year. He transferred to North Carolina State at receiver Isaiah Esdale, Cedric Patterson. Those were their three top receivers, three of their top four. Luke McCaffrey also in that conversation. But they lost three of their top four receivers from last season. That's going to hurt the passing game, but make it easier to game plan and stop a guy like Luke McCaffrey. And here's a guarantee. Not a guarantee, but I'd put money on it if they let me. They had their two best receiving options right now are Luke McCaffrey and a kid they call Giovanni Johnson. Um, e, they're both former quarterbacks oh, nice. that switched to receiver. A double pass has got to be in their future against Texas. I, I think it's, it, it just makes too much sense that you're going to get a double pass from either Luke McCaffrey or Giovanni Johnson. Remember, uh, UTSA pulled it out last year, the double pass on Texas, and it worked. I think you might end up getting a double pass of sorts in this game just because you got two quarterbacks who switched to receiver that are projected to be your top receivers in this matchup. Um, so that's, uh, I, that's just my prediction. But keep in mind, they will. They have a very modern and a multiple offense. They'll run everything. I mean, you see 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 13, 21, 22 personnel, empty formation, condensed sets, compressed formations, uh, you know, bunch sets, quads, three-by-ones, two-by-two. It is modern, multiple, and malleable. Really good test for Texas. They call it their intellectual brutality. It's kind of the, 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 the motto of their offense, and it is intellectual because they have a lot of different uh, variety of personnel packages and formations they throw at you, and in Texas, I think that one of the big issues in the passing game for Texas might be empty formation. What empty formation does, it negates the pass rush because no pass rush is going to get there quick enough to before the ball gets out. So it, it neutralizes Texas' biggest uh, asset defensively in the passing game, which is their pass rush. And also, Texas's rush defense is their biggest strength on defense. Well, there is no rush defense <laughs> in when you're, when you're in empty formation because all your receivers are on the line of scrimmage getting ready to go out on routes, and it speeds up the internal clock of the quarterback, your best player now if you're Rice, to get the ball out quickly. Last year, Texas did struggle versus empty formation against Alabama and against Utah. TSA, uh, that's something you're definitely going to see in that game versus Rice. Put money on it because they like empty formation. In every game I've watched, they've used a lot of it. And they're, they're good at it. And that was last year with the broke, kind of broke arm quarterback, A.J. Padgett. Uh, and, ooh, I forget his name at the top of my head. But they, that, was, that was not the quarterback upgrade they have now uh, with J.T. Daniels at the quarterback position. All right, there it is, Rod's uh, Behind the Burnt Orange Curtain. Good stuff right there. Deep dive on the Rice Owls. We'll have more on the Longhorns and the Owls coming up. Also, uh, off the record, coming next. Off the record, our fingers are crossed for the folks in uh, the west coast of Florida. 
as the hurricane makes landfall there near Tampa and Jacksonville. Thoughts and prayers of those folks. Mm. Off the record, coming next. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well I don't get a break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Never sucks on Off the Record. Unless you're living on the west coast of Florida because of the hurricane making landfall. Category 3, maybe three and a half, four hundred thirty 130-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, T- Tampa, Jacksonville taking it. And it's uh, somewhat ironic because today, Rod Babers, is uh, National Beach Day. National Beach Day. I'm learning about you as a co-host. Are you a beach, river, or mountain guy? Which one would you say you're more of? Oh, oh, beach, definitely. Even though I only go... Nipple deep is probably the deepest I'll go, go to into the, the ocean. Yeah, but I'll go to uh, beach is way better than any of the, those other ones because mountains usually that's going to be some cold associated with that. And bears and, chili and, and stuff. Yeah, I don't want to go hiking. Hiking is is fun, but it's only you know so much hiking I can do. The beach I can sit on the beach for about four, your, four, four hours, not five. That's too long. But with your sunscreen on and looking at bikinis mm-hmm. and oh, uh, man, so put your much. feet in the water, oh, your butt in the sand. Yeah, what is uh, the best beach you've ever been to? Oh, the best beach I've ever Sir, been to. That is a great I'm gonna question. Ask our listeners it's probably going to be in California. Um, actually, it was, I think it was around Texas, that last national title oh, appearance. Like out at the pier there in Santa Monica? Yeah, I was at, uh, man, I was in Orange County, I think it was. And we were at, at a friend's house, a friend of a friend. And it was, I don't know if it was a private beach, but man, it was like, it, it was like, like you had, you had basically like cliffs on the side. Like it was, it was unlike any beach that I've ever seen before. You walked out, and that's this great place where you can kind of set up where there was sand. But then you had like literally like cliffs on the other sure, side. A lot of movies. It was gorgeous. Like I had never seen a beach like that. It was amazing. Especially when you're going to going to Galveston. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is the worst beach in America. Yeah, third coast <laughs> beaches are just not good. Tar balls. Yeah, and <laughs> moss. Hey, South pa- Padre is nice. Not, hey, Padre is nice. There you go. Uh, Tyler, what's the nicest beach you've ever been to? Uh, well, I usually stick to the Texas beaches or Florida. It's probably like Santa Rosa or Rosemary or something like that. It says 30A in Florida is the best beach. Yeah, I mean, we did Destin. Destin's real pretty. With My the wife sand. had her bachelorette party in Destin. She loved it. Destin's the bomb. She thought it was great. Also, we've uh, been to uh, Isla Mujeres a couple of times. That's a island off of Cancun, Mexico. It's Isla Mujeres. And North oh. Beach there, Norta, yeah. uh, is a beautiful beach. Blue waters and people, kind of like at Lake Travis, people back their billion-dollar yachts back up onto the beach and kind of get out and walk oh, around. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. all, it, and it's always nice. deep, Rod. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to go too deep. You man. can just walk and see the see the see the sand because it's so clear. It's beautiful, and it's also North Beach, and so in that in Isla Mujeres, it attracts a lot of uh, South Americans and people from all over the world, yeah. not just the United States. So there's a lot of topless happening, a lot of topless going on. Hey, you know, that's that's, that bad. makes a that, that honestly it's like that being improves, in the French Riviera or something. That definitely improves your your beach going experience. If there's people walking around topless, that's great. Depends on what they look like. It doesn't to me. If you <laughs> no no. It doesn't. Seriously, if I'm at a beach, that beach is that beach is popping a little bit. If any woman decides to take the top off, because now cause part of part of going to a beach is people watching. That's exactly right. Part I, of it's like who's watching what people are doing. So is Hippie Hollow popping? 
Well, that's not a that's beach. not a beach. We're talking about <laughs> it's a beach on a lake. We're talking about Playa Norte. Yeah, we're talking about beaches. Come so, on, man. So when I get done, when I get done looking at them saggy moves, I can look at something else. I ain't got to look at it forever. You know what I mean? That's okay, I like that. So there it just says uh, Laguna Beach is where you're probably talking about. Rod. Oh yeah, that might have been it. it Jamaica, been Beach. Montego Bay, Ocho oh, yeah. Rios in Jamaica, guys, or it, Coors Coos Bay in Oregon. I got married in Lake Tahoe, so not beach beach. That's lake, but man, hey. Lake Tahoe's. It, that's amazing. I, I've never seen water that clear in a lake. Grace Bay in Turks and Caicos. Uh, my wife actually like, went there too for look a wedding. At that. I like to. I'd like to, fe- to frequent more beaches, but I haven't. And maybe as I get older, I will. You should. Yeah. I finally got a passport this year, so nice. now you go nice. to international beaches. I can go. I, I don't know how I haven't left this country before. I've had plenty of opportunities, but I'm always like, nah, I don't have my passport. You're young. You got time. Somebody you got tons. Uh, you got tons of time, brother. <laughs> you're said, just in your mid twenties. You're, you're you're going. You got, got plenty of time. Yeah, well, I'm in my fifties now. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah, he's got to start trying to check no, no, out. I was at the Lionel stuff. Richie concert last night. I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. <laughs> no, this says uh, Isla Mujeres basically means the island of women. Oh yeah, Rob, that, then I'm down. Yeah, you Rob, need, you need you your sunglasses for, on too, so you, you, when your wife is there with you on the beach, she won't be able to look at what you're looking at. What did you have for off the record? Did you know that Doug Peterson's son? Has was cut by Doug Peterson. Love that. Hey, no favorites. <laughs> Doug Peterson's son was a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He actually had a bad play, the last preseason game. He had a high snap. Uh, that that really, I think he was one of the uh, the long snappers. He had a high snap, and then the punter ended up, you know, having to uh, kind of punt. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> had to shake a punt well, as know, a result uh, of it. So know, yeah, he had Sark's, to cut his own son. Sark's son plays on the Longhorns. Plays oh, he's right. Linebacker and walk on. Okay. I didn't cut him yet, though, I don't think. Nah, I ain't going to cut him. So after no. cut-down day, our new favorite player in the NFL might be a 30-year-old punter named Lou Headley. Lou Headley has made the New Orleans Saints officially. Why is he, why is he our favorite? Lou Headley. Uh, he's 30 years old. Before he won this punting job, he was working as a scaffolder in Indonesia. Oh, that's a great story. Where he owned story. a tattoo parlor and gave, uh, gave people killer tattoos. And he's got a bunch of tattoos on his body. Hold up, so where did he go to school? Miami. Oh. The U. He's one of the oh. Australian guys. Oh, is he from I know the, this guy. The, the kick, the kick uh, academy. Yeah, he's one of the oh. Australian kick academy guys. Yeah, he's tatted. I, he's tatted up. I I've seen him. him. Yeah. I have seen him. He's tatted up, and he's old. And now he's an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He's got neck tats, arm tats, mullet. If your kicker looks like that, man, you you you're gonna be a tough team. <laughs> and his name's Lou Headley. If your kicker looks like he could get into a street fight and hold his own, well, he's Australian, so I bet he I bet he oh. could fight pretty good. He was yeah, a scaffolder a, in Indonesia who owned a tattoo parlor. Love this guy. Wow. Now he's, he's punting for the Saints. He's gonna clean up too. He's got he's got he's got that as a backstory. He's an NFL player now, and he's got the accent. Man, the ladies gonna be fighting him off with a stick. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. Exactly. Uh, what, on Bourbon Street? He's going to fight him off with a stick, man. All right, we're yeah. back. We roll on. We've got a uh, Rod's Rant coming up. Also an e-blast. We've got uh, the third-ranked team in our Horn Top 20 countdown, and it's Wednesday. That means Setlist ATX, the live music picks for the week, all part of the uh, next hour.